And now, a Blaze Media podcast. Well, how in the world are you today? Good to see you. You know, today is a good day because we get to start uh, the show off talking about uh, drinks and food. So it's National Coffee Day. Yay! And there's plenty of places giving out free cups of coffee if you're out and about. And if you're not, just, you know, brew a pot of coffee like you normally do and drink it and you're fine. I know uh, Starbucks started their deal yesterday and you can get, uh, you know, free prizes, free coffee, free breakfast and stars. And I know that uh, uh, other places have an opportunity for you to get uh, free cups and discounts year round by uh, with loyalty programs, all that kind of stuff. But it is National Coffee Day, so celebrate, have a pot of coffee. And we find out that uh, IHOP has introduced a new value menu (laughs) with $5 meals from 2 to 10 p.m. every day. That sounds sweet. I know. I know. Going out to the restaurant may be a little bit scary for some. Put a mask on. Walk in. Sit down. Order your pancakes. Take your mask off. And don't forget about that pot of coffee. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Even with a pot of coffee, uh, you're still, or in pancakes. Uh, Pancakes makes almost everything better. Almost everything better. But that doesn't relieve pain. I know, disappointing that pancakes don't relieve pain. I wish it did. Did you know that our brains are not even designed to remember pain accurately. It's kind of a defense mechanism that allows us to live better lives. It helps uh, It helps if uh, women, when they have babies, and it makes them think, oh, I never want to have a baby again while they're having the baby, but afterward, yes, we have to have more children. And it helps you remember when you broke your leg, uh, crashing on your bicycle. It helps remember when you fell out of a treehouse and hit your head on a door handle of a car. Remember when the door handles used to come out and not just stay even? Yeah, I do. And I remember when hitting my head on one of those and it hurt. But I don't remember it. I don't remember the shock of the pain. Why? <laughs> because of that defense mechanism. But I still have a lot of pain and it doesn't go away. It's just always there. And some of us is makes it debilitating. And that's where relief factor comes in. Okay. Uh, if you're suffering from chronic pain and you want to feel better, how about relief factor? I know now, how much would you pay to make your pain go away? How much would you pay for someone that you love to make their pain go away? A lot of money. Well, how about only 1995? I know. A good deal. 1995 gets you the three-week quick start program at relieffactor.com. 70% of the people who take it go on to order more. And I am in that 70%. Uh, it's designed by doctors. It's not a drug. Relief Factor will help you get your life back. Relieffactor.com. Now, you can go to the website, relieffactor.com, or you call 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384, Relief Factor. Get your life back and start realizing that you don't have to f- hurt 
anymore. You can have coffee, you can have pancakes, and you can live without pain with Relief Factor. ReliefFactor.com or call 800-500-8384. ReliefFactor.com or give them a call. 800-500-8384. Get started on that three-week quick start program for only $19.95. ReliefFactor.com. So my man, my tattoo man in France, uh, I don't know that, uh, he takes a relief factor, <laughs> uh, Sylvain Helene, 35, uh, he's a school teacher and he's bummed because they preventing him now from teaching kindergarten class. I know. And you're going to find out why they're preventing him from teaching the kindergarten class. And you're going to be bummed. You're going to be bummed. So... His entire body, face, tongue, covered in tattoos. And he's had the whites of his eyes surgically turned black. And a parent complained. (laughs) I know. What kind of hateful parent would complain? Now, he's making a little bit of a fuss because they told him he couldn't teach the kindergartners. But they didn't fire him. They just made him teach kids from six and up. Oh, that's nice. Now, he claims that after the initial shock, uh, his, they see past that after that. All my students and their parents were, were always cool with me because basically they knew. Uh, I Look, I had spent probably 460 hours under the needle uh, getting inked. It's only when people see me from far away that they assume the worst. I know. I know, I know, I know. And the parents of this three-year-old kid complained. <laughs> they said that their son was having nightmares because this guy's entire body was tattooed and his eyes were blacked out and his tongue was tattooed. How dare they? And this poor little kid. So the school said, look, uh, we'll let you teach these kids six and up, but these younger kids, no, uh, it's not going to happen anymore. Okay. Tattoo man. And, uh, I guess, you know, of course he agreed to it cause he wants his gig. Now he claims that he's going to continue to get tattoos. He's doing a second. He's already started on his second or third level of tattoos. And he said by about the fifth level of tattoos, he'll just be completely black, completely dark. And so that'll be it. Won't be able to do anymore. Well, here's an idea. How about you get four or five levels and then you get them removed and then you start again, (laughs) right? Look, I'm just trying to be helpful. I'm just trying to be helpful. Remember the guy that's got the horns put in his head and he was bummed because he, you know, had a tough time getting a job. You think? I mean, I'm all for ink. I mean, you can't stop me from getting inked up. I've got tattoos from, I'm not as bad as Sylvain Helene with tattoos everywhere. I don't have my eyes blacked out or my, my tongue tattooed. But other than that, ink everywhere. I actually don't have a tattoo. My wife does. And uh, she's been after me. And I thought about it for a number of years to get a tattoo. And, uh, you know, I thought about maybe I get the tattoos with the hands on your butt cheeks. I thought it'd be kind of cute and funny. That's always been the joke. But, you know, there's been a couple tattoos that you think about. 
They're not a bad thing. I don't care. But then I remember my first father-in-law who had tattoos, I mean, all up and down his legs and up and down his arms. Uh, he didn't have them on his hands or his neck, face, um, or feet, but legs and arms completely covered. And he always wore long pants and long sleeve shirts and said it was the worst thing he did. He was embarrassed by it because he did it when he was in the Navy. And he was really disappointed with himself for doing it. You know, you got them. You might as well show them off, right? If you're going to do it, do it. You can quote me on that. No, seriously. If you're going to do it, do it. I like this man, a man in Ohio, arrested on Friday after federal officials say he posed as a Black Lives Matter leader used more than $200,000 in donations to the nonprofit, the fake nonprofit. I uh, bought a home. He bought suits. He bought guns. So investigators said activist and actor, Sir Major Page, also known as Tyree Conyers Page, 32 years of age, created a social media and GoFundMe pages under the name Black Lives Matter of Greater Atlanta, B-L-M-G-A, indicating that it was a nonprofit, which uh, it wasn't, and a bank account was set up for the B-L-M-G-A a couple of years ago with him as the sole signatory. All right. Now, in the last couple of years, the bank account never had more than like five grand in it. Until June of this year. What happened at the end of May? Oh, that's right. The end of George Floyd. And uh, the other guy in Georgia, Rayshard Brooks. Right, that happened in June as well. So you had George Floyd protests going on and you had Rayshard Brooks down in Atlanta in, in June. That was, I don't know, the first part of June, the first quarter part of June, June 10th, 11th, 12th, somewhere in there. So that's when he got a bunch of money, right? He received $36,493.80 in June. Then in July, July was a big month for the BLMGA, $370,933.69, according to the FBI. Then in July, well, you know, in July, took a little hit. Only raised $59,914.69. <laughs> wow. So the money was transferred from the platform to the bank account. Duh. And so, I mean, you look at that, you look at your, you know, you look at your donations and you think, holy cow, I now have over $400,000. I mean, the first, in June, you think, I got 36000 I got to be careful because, you know, I mean, it's illegal what you're doing. Uh, you told everybody it was a nonprofit, that you were going to use it to uh, to fight uh, injustices. And uh, then, no. Uh, no, you're not. So, and you know that you're not, right? But he decided, well, you know, I got over 400000 in there. So, I might as well get some suits tailored and get some shirts and some socks and, you know, stuff that you need to wear around. I mean, you can't run a nonprofit without dressing nice. I, I can't have, 
a house without new furniture. As long as I'm buying new furniture, I might as well buy a home. I might as well get a home security system. Duh. And sure, I'm going to eat out and, you know, I need some entertainment in my life. <laughs> he used about 112000 from the account to purchase a home. That, that was just alone, hundred twelve grand for a house. <sighs> you know, I mean, he got the house and he got the vacant lot. And he purchased it in Toledo. I mean, you'd think, I guess maybe you think to yourself, if I buy a house in Toledo, they won't catch on. It's Toledo. <laughs> so he tried to conceal the purchase in a non-disclosure agreement when the transaction was entered. And so he's, the FBI came a knocking and said, uh, no, sorry. Yeah, uh, don't worry about putting on those $150 ties and those cufflinks and that, that tailored suit because we're going to go on and take you in right now. Okay. Now, they cannot find any purchase or expenditure that for social or racial justice. I would say, I would make the argument that uh, you can't do anything for social or racial justice without having all these new things. And that's, that's why I use the money. For that, I'm sure he's going to try that argument. Good luck. Oh, God bless. So GoFundMe has taken action. You can't go. You can't start a GoFundMe anymore for BLMGA. PayPal has confirmed BLMGA has been removed from his database. I mean, according to them, campaigns with misuse are very rare. We take all complaints very seriously. Our team is working with law enforcement and assisting them. In the investigation. How dare he. How dare he. Use BLMA. BLMGA. Yeah right not BLMA. BLMGA. Uh, to buy stuff for himself. Right. I mean he's got a picture of himself. <laughs> I love the picture of himself. In the new suit. He's got the tie. The watch. He's looking good. He is looking good. And you can look good with a couple hundred thousand that you don't have to worry about. All right? And you look that good, you're going to want to buy a new house. I don't know that you want to buy one in Toledo, but that's what he did. Wow. So, good luck, God bless. Look, there's things you can donate to that actually matter, right? And one of the things that matters is a duh, Mercury One. So, it's coming up October 24th, the virtual event. M1 next chapter. And so every year we have a, uh, a big to-do to raise some money to help pay the bills for Mercury One. So that when you donate to the tragedies that are going on around the world, that money goes to that tragedy 100%. So these, the event, the M1 event every year pays the bills, keeps the lights on, Pays everyone's salary, you know, keeps the air conditioning on. And this year it's America Goes Back to Work M1 Virtual Event 2020 coming up on October 24th. I know. <laughs> I know. So there's going to be some, some cool things happening with it. And they're opening up a new center, a new education center in Dallas where families and students from around the world can come and, and learn about the true history, founding documents. And there's going to be a live auction 
got all kinds of it's like every year and you're gonna you have a chance to get a mercedes benz for 100 bucks you buy a ticket you know the raffle goes off you have a chance for that i might still i mean i've been trying to win that bad boy for several years now and i haven't had the opportunity so uh, M1 was founded for those who can't speak for themselves, for those who are in need. Right. And if you know this, I'm going to give you a little inside record here, okay? I like to brag. This is just bragging on me just a little bit. You know me. I don't like to brag. But I came up with the name. I know. I know. That's the genius of me. Mercury One. I know. One world. One country. One state. One county, one city, one family, one person. Mercury One. So just go to mercuryone.org or you can go to m1nextchapter.com. m1nextchapter.com or just go to mercuryone.org and click on the links that they have available for you and get ready for this year's uh, this year's virtual event. America Goes Back to Work, M1 Virtual Event 2020. The next chapter. Go to mercuryone.org. All right, so... I might as well just get out of the way. I, you know, I try to avoid politics as, as much as I can on chewing the fat, but there are times, I mean, like tonight is, if you're listening live on the uh, 29th of September, 2020, you know, that tonight is the very first presidential debate between president Donald Trump and democratic uh, nominee for president, Joe Biden, former Senator, uh, former vice president, uh, Joe Biden. And, uh, you know, everyone is, uh, you know, I told you yesterday, uh, you know, less attack, more fact. And I hope that, I hope that they've taken that to heart. I don't want, I feel like don't underestimate Joe Biden. I don't want to underestimate him. There's no handshakes tonight. They don't, they just get to look at each other and be mad at each other. And they're not wearing masks. Uh, they're going to be, you know, socially distanced up on stage. So we'll see how it goes. It'll be fascinating to uh, to watch and see and you can watch it on blaze tv go to blaze tv.com slash jeffy and subscribe to blaze tv uh more voices not less that's you know that's an important feature of blaze tv now uh i know that you can use promo code jeffy to get you some money off but i think if you use the special glenn promo code today you may save a little bit more money now it could be glenn debate it could be debate glenn Uh, i'm not sure what it is (laughs) so for sure you got jeffy you get you 10 bucks off and a 30-day trial period so you're good to go now that continues blaze tv subscription and it continues this podcast for being free you're welcome all right let's go to the break room i need a drink of cold refreshing soda (sighs) oh my gosh oh my gosh so good so Remember a little while ago when we had the Judge Napolitano accusation come out from the guy that said he had to go to his house and shovel snow, but there was no snow. 
and uh, went around the side of the house and the judge tried to take care of a little business with him uh, along the side of the house. Well, now we have another accusation coming out. According to this, uh, this person says the judge forced him to engage in strange BDSM sex games over the course of a number of years. Okay. Now, the judge has categorically denied all these allegations. And it's just a smear campaign against him. All right. The alleged victim, we have his name and everything. This James Krulzenek, uh filed a suit in New Jersey State Court that he met Napolitano while working as a waiter at the Mohawk House Restaurant in Sparta, New Jersey in 2014. So it only took six years. It only took six years for this guy to come forward. Okay. All right. During one of his visits, according to the, the James, Napolitano followed uh, Kruzlnik to Kruzlnik, Kruzlnik into the bathroom at the restaurant and groped him. Napolitano grabbed his buttocks and told him, you're just so hot. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny to me because it's horrible if it happened in real life oh my god I am horrified but it's just funny to me that Judge Napolitano you're so hot <laughs> oh so the next year in 2015 according to this he agreed to meet Napolitano. He was so horrified by the groping. See, this is where I can't take it. I can't. This person was so horrified by the groping and the, you are so hot, in the bathroom at Mohawk House Restaurant in Sparta, New Jersey in 2014. The next year, he agrees to meet Napolitano at his house. Okay. So now he says that he's sitting in Napolitano's living room. The judge walked over to him with his pants down. Uh, tell the kids to go. Tell, <laughs> tell the kids to go play if you don't want the kids to hear it because we're, we're going to have an adult talk for a second. And he says, I'm really into certain things. And then sat on his lap. <laughs> so... He said he wanted uh, Kruzelnik to start slapping him really hard just to do it. And the judge also agreed, allegedly, of course, to help Kruzelnik's brother with his legal troubles if he continued to grant him these favors. <sighs> Now, during this time, the judge allegedly came back to the Mohawk with a young man he identified as an intern from Fox News. Kruzenik and the intern and Napolitano went back to his house where he was offered a drink. Oh. He woke up hours later. He was in a bed. I guess it was Napolitano's dead. Blurred memories of engaging in stuff with three people. During the final alleged encounter, Napolitano attempted to rape and force Kruzenik to perform 
while the two were at his farm. And this was in 2017. So it's two years later. Okay. Now he's seeking 15 million in damages and a jury trial. Okay. I, I don't know. This is this. Okay. And they have a picture. Great story here of the Mohawk house. It looks like a beautiful place where you'd go and, you know, it looks like a house. <laughs> That's a restaurant. Okay. I don't know that I buy it. Come on now. This is over from 2014 to two. You're so horrified. And then it goes on for another three years and gets worse. I don't buy it. And this is the first time that we're finding out about it. No, thank you. Now we have a man in Thailand in trouble. Uh, could happen here in America for sure. Uh, coming to a country near you soon. So this is an American who works in Thailand. And he is he travels there quite a bit. And so don't forget it's Thailand. Because they do not take kindly to people who post on social media things bad about the country, about the rulers, and apparently about the Seaview Resort. So the owner filed a complaint that the defendant, this American, posted unfair reviews on his hotel on the TripAdvisor website. Okay. Now, this coming from Colonel Thanapon Tissimasara of Cochin. I don't know why I sounded like that. I'm just trying to pronounce the man's name. <laughs> Colonel Thanapon Tissimasara of Cochank there. See better? All right. He said Barnes was accused of causing damage to the reputation of the hotel and of quarreling with staff over not paying a corkage fee for alcohol brought to the hotel. Now, he was arrested, this American, the worker, uh, by immigration police and returned to Cochang, where he was briefly detained and then freed on bail. He encountered, according to TripAdvisor, his review, he said he encountered unfriendly staff who act like they don't want anyone here. That pissed off the Thailand guy. What also ticked him off is that a uh, travel blogger then posted the review and okay. And then he posted the review from the resort statement. So he just reminding everyone that the defamation laws are severe when it comes to online contact. And okay. I mean, according to this guy, a friend was arrested for posting a one-star review on Google Maps about a resort. So, okay. Uh, good luck. I guess uh, travel, TripAdvisor has uh, removed for violating its guidelines. One of the posts in June on TripAdvisor accused the hotel of modern-day slavery. <laughs> and, okay, and look, they just put a guy in jail for posting a tweet referencing a dispute over working conditions at a chicken farm. Okay, so here's, that's a chicken farm. Are they going to throw you in jail for making a bad review on a hotel? Because Colonel Thanapod Timsara got pissed? I guess so. It's possible. 
So just remember, when you go to Thailand, no matter what you think, leave great reviews. Now, that makes it difficult if you want to look at the websites of these resorts because all the reviews will be great. And you don't know if you can believe them or not. So maybe, maybe you don't go to Thailand. It's just a thought. Maybe you don't go to Thailand. Just a reminder, Fat Bear Week starts tomorrow. Uh, can't wait. You will post the brackets. In fact, I post the brackets on at Jeffy JFR last night for the 2020 Fat Bear Week brackets. So follow me on Twitter at Jeffy JFR or Facebook, Instagram, Parlor, All Jeff Fisher Radio. In fact, you should follow me on all those uh, social media accounts so you know what up, okay? And you should also subscribe to this very podcast. I'm not sure what's holding you back. If you're listening right now, you should be a subscriber to the podcast. If you're not, bow your head, ask for forgiveness, and then go to a platform of your choice. iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, whatever one warms the little innards of your soul. And subscribe to Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. And then you can raise your head and walk without shame, knowing that you are a subscriber to Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Pretty simple, right? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And, you know, as long as you're walking around with your head up, feeling pretty good about yourself, you might as well subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. Okay? (laughs) That's Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher as well. So way it goes anyway speaking of fat fat bear week uh coming up and we will uh we'll be covering it here i'll let you know how the brackets uh hold up and who's winning and who's losing on fat bear week and i'm hoping to talk to uh, a couple of rangers uh either at the beginning or the end of fat bear week to see how the bears are holding up and see about another year okay so colisa mcmillan don't know who she is she died i know sad news She was a participant, an actor, a star of My 600-Pound Life, however you want to participate, however you want to use the people that are part of My 600-Pound Life. She was one of them, okay? Now, she was 41, and she appeared in the reality show uh, back in March. And, of course, I love how it's represented in this story. It features overweight people seeking to become healthier with surgery. Yes, that's technically correct, but it's more than just being overweight. Okay. When you are 600 plus pounds, you are really overweight. You can quote me on that. I mean, you are the, you are obese. You are not athletically overweight. You are not just obese. You are obese. My six hundred. And look, when you reach that point, you know you are. That's part of the deal. Okay. Now, she's been really sick. She was confined to bed. She had a heart attack. She, and, and look, you go see Dr. Now uh, on My 600 Pound Life. I don't know how to pronounce it. What's his real 
his uh, his real name, uh, Doctor Yonan Nazaradan. Nazaradan, Doctor Now, uh, on my six hundred pound life, he doesn't mess around, right? I mean, he makes him lose weight and get on a focused regime, and you could without you're not getting surgery without that. So apparently, she got the surgery, and then passed away after that very sad very sad and she you know she claimed in the promo living like this is not living well no kidding i mean at some point there have been some people on the show and not that i catch every episode but i am familiar with the show uh, those days when you start feeling bad about yourself eh, you tune into 600 pound life and you go eh I'm not so bad. Anyway, and you uh, you realize that there are some 600-pounders out there that still move around. They're still mobile, right? Okay, so, but many aren't. Many aren't. And if you are mobile, that's kind of like being overweight as well. You're not really mobile. You're, you're able to move from one place to another short distances, but you're not mobile. Anyway, she was very sad to see her go. And I, I was, I, I was, uh, I was taken back by the kids. She had four children. Um, and one of them shared a tribute to her mother on the Facebook page, uh, saying that, uh, you know, her fiance, who had died in a car accident before she appeared on my 600 pound life. The daughter wrote now y'all together. I'm a miss you, mom. I already do. I miss these days. I love you, mom. I'm a need you to get better for me and pull through this. And I know this is before. Okay. So before she passed away, she was really sick and the daughter posted I miss these days. There was a picture of her and uh, the daughter and Colisa together. She posted, I miss these days. I love you, mom. I'm going to need you to get better for me and pull through this. And I know you are BC because you're in God's hands. So I'm a mi- it's just I'm, I'm can't, it's hard for me. I can't. I'm not making fun. Okay, stop it. Stop it. It's just, I'm going to need you to subscribe to the podcast, okay? I'm going to need you. And if you live in Texas, and really in Florida in the South, this is the time of year, every year, we get stories of the brain-eating amoeba out there. So... Texas has now issued a disaster declaration after Lake Jackson water supply got some kid, the six-year-old boy in the area with the brain-eating amoeba. And I, you know, I guess the boy passed away. <laughs> Very sad. You don't want, oh my gosh, now I'm telling another story about a person who died. So if you live in this area, boil your water and be careful. Don't get... If you get the brain-eating amoeba, it's possible that 
you have the infection. It's called primary amoebic meningocephalitis. It's in the water supply. It's eminent threat to public health and safety, including loss of life, which obviously happened. It typically infects people through contaminated water entering the nose. That's where we hear about it all the time. People swimming in lakes and stuff. Why are we... I guess the people are getting their water from the lake. So, except for flushing, boil your tap water. Don't be using Lake Jackson. Yeah, I would be boiling water from now until I move. That's for sure. Because you don't want any brain-eating amoeba happening. I'll tell you that for you or your family. I don't care who you are. (laughs) No way. Plus, I mean, 2020, right? You got COVID, you got flu season coming up, and now you've got the brain-eating amoeba. So, hello. All right, so did you see where United Airlines is making a big deal out of avoiding furloughing uh, 3,900 pilots? I mean, that's great. That's good news. Congratulations. But, you know, 12,000 other people that work for United, eh, you're going to be furloughed. Get out of here. Unless... Congress extends the CARES Act. So let's make Congress and your tax dollars look like the bad person when it's the, I mean, look, all these businesses, including the airlines, are suffering because of this COVID-19 lockdown. And it's just incredibly a nightmare for everyone. I mean, you look at the checkpoint. We haven't looked at the TSA checkpoint turnstile numbers in a while. Uh, there's still, I mean, yesterday, the 28th of September, 2020, 797,699 people through the turnstiles a year ago, 2,368,000. We're not even up to a million yet going through those turnstiles. So these airlines are trying to stay alive in hopes that travel turns around. I don't think it will not for a while. So maybe we let them shut down and we create just like we talked about other businesses opening up anew. we wait for you know bill's airlines or <laughs> joe's island hopper planes uh to take us places i i don't know i i don't know do we want the tax dollars to continue to pay for these airlines to sit on the tarmac you go in if you do great If you don't, great as well. Not taking a stand there. Although I did take a stand when I think to myself, maybe we let them shut down. Uh, Maybe we let Elon, you know, buy one of the, buy United or buy Delta. Maybe we let Virgin Galactic take over a few. Or we let Bill and we let Bill's airline, Bill Island Hopper to go. You know, we do that. So another reason that you should subscribe to Chewing the Fat podcast is because coming up, uh, I'm going to be talking to Adam Carolla. Uh, Adam Carolla has the No Safe Spaces out. You can get it on uh, streaming and it's available uh, everywhere. And he has his uh, new book, I'm Your Emotional Support Animal, Navigating Our All-Woke, No-Joke Culture. I know he's performing again. I know that he has, you know, uh, uh, the number one most downloaded podcast ever in the history of podcastery. 
And so I'm looking forward to talking to Adam. And he's still living in California. I'm definitely going to talk to him about that. That cannot stand. My gosh, what is he doing out there? California has turned into even a worse nightmare than, well, I was going to say the other coast, but the other coast is still a nightmare too. There's a lot of nightmares and California is one of them. And we're going to be talking to him about that as well on Chewing the Fat. Download and subscribe to more content at theblaze.com slash podcasts. So joining me here on Chewing the Fat is going to be Adam Carolla. I finally got a hold of him. We had some time scheduled and we finally hooked up. I, of course, am sitting here in the uh, Chewing the Fat bunker. Adam is out driving his car and we finally got together. It was a good talk. I mean, he's a fascinating guy and I hope you enjoy the talk that I had with Adam Carolla today. The video of me sitting in the bunker and him sitting in his car driving around will be posted on my YouTube channel in the next couple of days. I, you know, just follow me on those social media accounts and you'll know when it gets posted. Okay. <laughs> That's right. I told you about it earlier. If you're just now tuning in, which is kind of weird since this is the podcast and you would have already made it through the podcast. You heard where the social media accounts are that you should follow and podcast YouTube pages you should follow. So why should I say Jeffy JFR and Jeff Fisher radio and chewing the fat with Jeff Fisher again? It's just weird. Adam, is that you? Before we get to uh, the movie, No Safe Spaces, before we get to uh, the new book, uh, before we get to the podcast, uh, let's talk a little bit about you're still in California. Oh, God. I, I literally just got done calling everyone in California sheep. I, I can't <laughs> believe we're putting up with this. I just can't believe we're putting... I, I mean it. I We're sheep. We're idiots. We're cowards. I can't believe no one's pushing back against this. It's insane. You know, I used to go to a comedy store three nights a week the comedy store has a plan to reopen and do short shows outdoors. The city they're in, which is West Hollywood, right? And West Hollywood has to be amongst the top five scaredest cities. I mean, most <laughs> democratic, weakest, just everything. The city of West Hollywood said, okay, fine, open it up. And, uh, the uh, and uh, L.A. County shut it down. That's incredible. It's in. Look, we OK. So here's how it works. Here's how it works to living in Los Angeles and living in California. Uh, there's a whole bunch of talk about a Labor Day summer surge. There's right. A whole bunch of talk about a Labor Day summer surge. And it's coming and it's real and it's scary. Then Labor Day comes and goes. <laughs> then we wring our hands about the Labor Day summer surge. Right. Then three weeks goes by and they announce there was no spike from Labor Day. And then they go, stay the course. You Keep it shut course. down. Well, wait a minute. You guys said there was going to be a summer surge with Labor Day. Nothing happened. And now your answer to that is, thank God nothing happened. Keep it locked down. Right. Right. Aren't you supposed to be looking at data? And then we have our we have our health director, who's an insane woman, 
caught on tape saying, I think we can open the schools when the election's done. Right. Jeez. And look, it's being this way uh, all over the country. Well, maybe not all over the country. There are some places that seem to have some sort of sense of getting back to being America. But we had cities like Philadelphia saying they're going to help restaurants build tents outside instead of letting people be inside. So their answer to not having people eat inside is to build an area outside inside. It doesn't make any sense. Of course. None of it. It doesn't make any sense. But you understand, I live amongst the sheep who support these asswipes. Right. I live amongst the people (laughs) who voted for these people and stand by them, even though they know they're running the state off a cliff. And it's their fault. They're cowards and they're sheep. I don't blame Newsom. I don't blame Garcetti. I don't blame the the officials. They're liars. They're corrupt. They're politically motivated. They're dumb. They're, they're scared. They're, they're about a thousand different things. Who are the people that support these idiots? Right. Who are the citizens who voted for these idiots? When will they stand up and say, I made a mistake? I admit it. I was wrong. I. I don't know. Gavin Newsom's a buffoon who's going to who's, who's politically motivated, who's going to drive, who's running the state into the ocean. When are you hypocrite cowards going to stand up and admit you pulled the lever for the wrong guy? I don't know that that's ever going to happen, Adam. I think that's a that's a that's a pipe dream in, in and of itself uh, for All many right. of these people. <laughs> well, the, the, the smart people are leaving. That's well, it. So. Are you saying you're not smart? <laughs> I uh, I got a couple more years with my kids in uh, in high school, yeah. and as soon as they're done, I'm out. There you go. So uh, anyway, we're back to uh, you've got uh, you've got the uh, the uh, documentary No Safe Spaces out streaming uh, that you did with Dennis Prager, and I found it fascinating that a lot of people felt it was such a weird. Uh, partnership between you and Dennis, because uh, apparently if you're religious and you're not religious, you're not supposed to get along. And that's kind of a a strange setting because really uh, it's supposed to get along. That's what America is, isn't it? Uh, You know, in in my world, Dennis has a lot of uh, wisdom. So Dennis is on my, you know, Mount Rushmore guys who possess wisdom. I mean, you know, you're not born with wisdom, but Dennis is not a spring chicken. He's been to a hundred countries. He speaks five languages. He's been there. He's done that. It's had a lot of time to develop a lot of thoughts. And he has a lot of wisdom. Uh, I have a fair bit of wisdom from my background. And we both have a lot of common sense. And that's what sort of what we have in common you know we don't have religion we don't have heritage we don't have the same background we really have nothing in common but we do have common sense and once right. you have common sense in common then that's about all you need in common well you know that's funny that you say that because common sense and uh you know values you think that uh, I, I don't know how much of that can be taught though you know maybe maybe it can be but you know we've all seen the picture of the guy with the baseball hat uh 
turned backwards and his hand over his eyes, keeping the sun out of his eyes. Um, I don't know that right. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know how difficult it is to actually teach the common sense that we hope is going to start being used more everywhere. It's it's a, it's a really strange strange place to be in when you when you go through the documentary so much of it uh, i mean i don't know how far it's since you've done the documentary we've actually it feels like and again i know it feels but it feels like we've gone even farther down the uh safe place road than we were when you made the documentary well, you're you're probably correct in the whole. Uh, you know, I'm I'm living that nightmare in California as we speak, driving past you know restaurants where everyone's forced out into the parking right. lot. Um, <laughs> common sense. You know, let's think about common sense. You know, where does common sense come from? And I would argue, or in, and how is it developed? So you, you asked the question, you know, do you have common sense? Do you get common sense? Where, where does this manifest yeah. itself? Or where is it produced? Or how do, you, how do you graft it onto your children? Common sense. Well, yeah. I would argue that common sense probably began very early when man was having to construct things and sort of erect things, you know? So it's okay, like right, right. when you had to build a shelter, you needed the big sturdy log in the middle and the thinner, lighter logs around the outside. And it was, it, it came down to a very common sense kind of thing. If anyone ever does any project that involves construction or building or putting something together, it gets real common sensey real fast, right? Not, right. Right. not a lot of theory, but a <laughs> lot of common sense, right? This goes so, here. This is why. Yes. Right. So, if 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 you think about it as a society, the further we get away from those tasks, those mm-hmm. basic tasks, which used to be an everyday part of life, sure right? Did. Well, the further you get away from that the further you're going to get away from the muscles you use for common sense. And then as you get into a full digital world, almost virtual digital world, then your common sense muscle is going to atrophy. Yeah. And I, I, the more, you know, people who work on farms, who grew up on farms or who grew up working for their dad's construction outfit, they're they're not missing common sense. They may be missing an intellectual prowess, but they're not missing common right. sense and and an assessment of danger. That also part of the common sense is the assessment of danger. If you think about working yeah. on a farm, constructing things, it's an it's a realistic assessment of danger mixed with common sense, which even could be the same thing. I'm sure the yeah. realistic assessment of danger and common sense are probably the same. Yeah, probably brain, close. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So we're not realistically assessing danger anymore because we don't have to. And we've grown up watching Lysol commercials with germs, <laughs> you know, floating around our kids room and on every surface. And we're working in air conditioned cubicles. So we're suffering as a society. We're missing. We, we haven't exercised that muscle. 
And because of that, we're susceptible to nonsense like yeah. you'd hear on CNN or like the like you'd hear from the governor of California. Yeah. And look, we see this uh, every day. And I know you have, uh, you know, your, you have your new your new book out. I'm your, I'm your emotional support animal. Uh, that's nice. I like that. How's that? Go? I mean, what are you doing with your life, Adam? You're, you're doing a, you got, you're making movies, you're doing, uh, you know, the huge podcast, you're writing books and, and what are you doing with your life? Really? Are you, are you, are you going to ever take a break and just, just build things again? No, I, I build, I do build things. I'm, I'm, I'm constantly working on projects. Constantly. <laughs> you have no idea how many projects I'm, I'm constantly working on. So, so yes. I'm so Adam Carolla joining us here. Building, I'm constantly building cars. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you have. And, and by the way, you're Adam Carolla joining us here on Chewing the Fat uh, in his uh, vehicle. Uh, that's what they have. Uh, remember, that's what the guardrails are for. They just ding you back into the road. You'll be fine. No problem. <laughs> so uh, how many are you, are you still racing? Are you able to race during the lockdown or are you just working on the cars? Uh, I had one or two races canceled, but I did one in I did one in August at Laguna Seca out here in uh and or i should say northern california and i am slated to do another one at monterey laguna seca in uh so i'm racing nice so are we ever going to get a chance you know you talk about the you know no safe spaces and freedom of speech and you know, we're so happy that, uh, you know, we have a podcast and we did our, you know, you went and created your own thing so your voice couldn't be silenced. And yet we have the people that are working in the cubicles still trying to silence the podcasters. And we still have uh, people deciding that, well, it's freedom of speech as long as I like it. Do we ever find a path back to being able to say, you know, I don't like what you say, but go ahead, say whatever you got to say that's fine don't worry about it i don't think i think i think the misnomer is is we're waiting for somebody to give us the okay or to come around or to somehow lift the quarantine on on free speech i think the misnomer is is we're waiting for something to happen from a group that has no intention of it happening right i mean we've so, given up so much we've given up so much you, already you look at uh, uh, getting back to la california coronavirus this state should be wide open it's not and we're we're under a false we're, we're living under a false pretense which is the the, the the mayor and the governor of course want the state to reopen and as soon as they find out it's safe to reopen, then they're going to reopen it. The health that the health director wants schools to reopen. Of course, she wants schools to reopen. Just waiting till it's safe. Well, right. that's like, well. of course, everyone wants free speech. I just want to make sure it's safe speech. No, they don't want free speech. Right. Not they don't want free speech because you disagree with them and you're better at making your arguments than them. And they want you shut down and no L.A. and the mayor and the governor of California. No, they don't want it reopened. Right. They don't, because if they did, they would. And if they wanted right. schools to reopen, they would open the schools. They wouldn't say when the election is done. She didn't say after the election. She said when the election is done. 
done. We'll reopen right. schools. The election is done. What does that mean? What? Where? Where's the science? How does that work? <laughs> that means the election is done sometime in 2021, maybe. Right. Uh, in her eyes, for sure. Absolutely. Right. I mean, the election is going to be a nightmare. And I was, I didn't. We don't have to talk about that. Good lord, that's that's a whole other uh, a whole other complete topic. So. Um, when and and we have the you know those of you you know listening live on the 29th of uh, September we have the first uh, presidential debate tonight and uh, I didn't think it was going to happen to be honest with you I thought Biden would back out but we'll see how it goes tonight I hope we don't underestimate the uh, the Joe Biden campaign because he might he might have pulled it off he might take enough medic medication to be okay anyway Adam Carolla. Um, so uh, you, we've got uh, the streaming out for the uh, for the no safe spaces. You got the new book. You got the podcast. You've got the race car driving. What else is happening? What else can we do for you? Uh, well, you can go to adamcarolla.com and find out where I'm doing live shows, and I am doing live shows. Nice stand up all over the country. I'll be in Salt Lake City this weekend at Wise Guys doing four shows, five nice. shows actually. Um, and, uh, you can go to chassis that's C H A S S Y.com. And we have all our documentaries there and other curated documentaries as well. So, nice. uh, you can go to chassis and check out all the stuff we've done. Our, our, our docs are on Netflix as well. If you want to go yeah. look them up. So when, when you, we talk about, uh, you know, just take a stand, right? You talk about, well, okay, so the free speech and people, you know, say they want something and yet they really don't. Um, when do people who get fired or get hammered for using their free speech, uh, when do we have, someone has to take a stand and say, no. No, I, that's enough. We're not going to let it happen. But I don't see that happening. I mean, I still see people getting the boot and uh, getting silenced from social media. And, it, you know, somebody sooner or later has to say enough. And I know you're driving. So when you get to where you got to go, say goodbye, fat man. We'll talk to you later. And uh, uh -oh, I get been, out of your car. I've been, going in a, I've been going in a circle for 10 minutes. Oh, okay. No, uh, no, no. Do what you got to do. <laughs> I appreciate yeah, I got it. A, I got, a, a, I got another hit come. I got a hit coming up in three minutes. Yeah, my no problem. No problem. Uh, the answer is every, every everyone has to say enough simultaneously, not right. one at a time, because you'll get picked off. So simultaneously, that's it. Enough. I hope that that happens sooner than later. I tell you that. I hope that that happens sooner than later. Adam Carolla, thank you, my man. I appreciate it. I appreciate your time. Be safe. Thanks for the time. Thank you.